today's letter was accompanied by a beautiful gift, a tabletop standard from Eichler's, from Aaron Yosef Shalom. Some of us know him as Harry Shalom from Los Angeles. Dear Rebelli, thank you so much for teaching me Gemara Masech Shabbos. You've had tremendous impact on my life and learning, and I highly doubt I'll ever be able to repay you. Every day I get an enormous amount of inspiration from you and your shir and all you do for myself and the NDY family and Klai Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom bless you with strength to continue to, to continue to spread Torah throughout the world and to continue Mechayel Ochayel until Mashiach comes. Amen. Thank you so much, Reb Harry. Uh, Aaron Yosef Shalom. Thank you so much. So, Ervin Lamed discusses the shear of two meals, as we were discussing the other day. What if it's something that comes together with bread? Let's say peanut butter. So it's whatever you eat for two meals, the bread, and that amount that you add to the bread. So it's a very small amount. But it's something that you eat by itself, like meat. Then the shear is whatever it takes for two meals. Raw meat, the amount that you would eat, for two meals, if it's roasted, we have a machlekes. Rabbi says the amount that you would eat together with bread, which is a very small amount, and according to Rabbi Yosef, whatever you eat on its own, and he brings a raya from the Parsim. They wouldn't eat bread, they go to the shmori, they just eat the meat straight, they don't want to waste any room on bread, and therefore, if the Parsim do it like that, that is the shear for everybody. Abai says no. We go by the individual. For instance, when we're talking about tuma. On, on garments, well, it depends. If the person is wealthy, the garment is three by three tvachim. If the person is poor, it's three by three fingers. It goes by the person. Eruv, we go lakula. And that is if a person is sick, Rahman al-Sani can't eat that much, so his suit is much smaller. If a person is a rafton, he's a fresher, he eats a lot, then we don't go by him. We go by the average meal because most of the people eat a certain way, and buffalo daitoi, and therefore most of the world eats roasted meat with bread, therefore the shear is much less. The halacha is, by oil ames, if there's a dead person in a room, everything in the room becomes tummy. Halachically, l'chayra, anything behind the door, outside, should not be tummy. However, the halacha is, if it's within the jam, it's tummy, if that's where you're going to take the dead person out. Since he's going to go out through that way, that door becomes tummy, and not the other doors. If you know that he's only going to go out through that door. According to Rav Shimon Elazar, if a guy is tremendous, like Oid Melech you need a doorway his size in order to make the other doors not tummy. And Abai says, don't bring a ride from Oid Melech because what, what are we supposed to do? Cut him up into small pieces? Over there, it's a fact that you're going to have to enlarge the door. According to Rabbi Yechanan, even somebody the size of Oid Melech only needs a doorway of four Tfachim in order to pass through the other doors and say that they're not Tame. And Abai explains, because if they're smaller doors, it logically makes sense that he's going to enlarge the largest one, which is the four Tfachim one. Rav Nachman Ba'itzlik says that you make an Eruv from one egg, there's a Girsa here that he doesn't argue, and Sinai, which is Rav Yosef, says two eggs, so perhaps Rav Nachman Ba'itzlik agrees with that, according to the Marashah. We learned in the Mishnah that you don't make an Eruv with water and salt. Why? Because they don't give sustenance to the body. But all other foods give sustenance to the body. So that would be a big question on Rabbi Shmuel Mesechus Brachas who say, you only make on the five grains because Mesechus gives sustenance is only from five grains. Rav Huna will explain that over here it's a case where he says, anything that gives me sustenance and therefore you, that's why you make an error with that. But if a person says, 
then it will only be mazain, which is the five grains. The factor of Yochanan, the famous Gemara in Brachas, that he ate Paris Genois, or a thousand of them, and he swore afterwards, he says, this doesn't give me sustenance, we must say that it's not that it doesn't give sustenance, it just doesn't satisfy him, because all other foods, we said, do give sustenance. Rav Huna makes a distinction. If a person says, I swear I won't eat this bread, he can make an error with that bread, like we said in the Mishnah, he can make an Eruv with wine if a person is a Nazir. But if a person says, Kikar zu alai, in other words, alai is a lashon of, I won't have any hana from this, so I won't even make an error from it, and he actually brings a raya from Rebeliezer. This is a machlaikis, what Rebeliezer said. One of the shitas that Rebeliezer says, if you say alai, you cannot make an error with it. But in the Braisa, the Braisa obviously argues on the shita, and if a person says, Kikar zu alai, what he means to say is, it's as if he said, I won't eat it, and if a person says, I won't eat this bread, you're permitted to make an error with that. If a person says, this bread is hegdish, no one can make an error with it because no one could eat from it. So we learned in the Mishnah that you can make an Eruv out of wine if a person is a Nazar. There are actually four shitas. Two of them are in Beishamai. Beishamai says in the Braisa that the food that you're making the Eruv with has to be food that you yourself could eat from. So therefore, a Nazar cannot make an Eruv out of wine. There's another sheet in Bishamai that in order to make an Eruv, it's very, very difficult. You would have to bring your entire, all your belongings there, especially belongings that you're going to want to use on Shabbos. And if those belongings that you want to use on Shabbos are not there at the place where you're kind of Shabbos, where you're putting the Eruv, it's not an Eruv. Basil say, if someone in the world can eat this food, then it's a good Eruv. It doesn't have to be you. And Sumcha says, if there's any way that you could get to eat the food, let's say you could ask, you could say, go to a rub and say, I don't want to be a Nazar anymore. And I'll say, okay, Mutterlo, you're allowed to drink wine. Then even now that you're a Nazar, you're allowed to make an Eruv with that wine. But according to Sumchos, when it comes to Truma, you can't go to the Rav and ask him to change the Truma. Why? You could, but not in this case, because we're talking about during Benish Mashas. Before Benish Mashas, then there's no question. On Shabbos, you can't do it. So during Benish Mashas, Sumchos is of the opinion that you cannot make truma, you can't do truma during Minish Moshes because since you can't do it on Shabbos, so it's a shvus, it's an isidur abanan, and anything that's a shvus, you cannot do during Bein HaShemoshes. Sumchus holds as well that everything goes by the individual. So if a person, the Kayan, is doing kmitza, he sticks his hand into the fine flour and it goes like this, it, it depends on the size of his hand. It's his hand, so a very large hand takes more, a very small hand takes less. The same thing on Yom Kippur when the Kayan goes, he takes both of his hands and he takes from the Kairos, it's his hand's worth. On Yom Kippur, you can't drink Meloy Lugmav, the size of his mouthful, it's his mouth. And so too, when it comes to Muslim Shtei Sudais, by an Arab, it goes by his meal. And Rav Shurim Elazar could also hold so, as we said before, that a sick person goes by the Mount Hikari, and a raft on a fresher, Bafu Daito, it's a Kolanda. But he still had a very good time at the Bishamai. Don't you agree that on Yom Kippur you could make an Arab Tumim even though you can't eat the meal? Isn't that similar to Nazar not, to be, not being able to drink the wine? Yom Kippur, the reason is because a cousin could eat the meal. And Bishamai say to Basil, it's different because you could eat the meal right before Yom Kippur, whereas the wine, the Nazar can never drink it. A Kayin could place his Arab in a base of pras, a place where they plowed over a grave so the fragments of bones. Why? Because he could get down on all four and blow the bones away. And Rabbi Huda says, if people trotted over that place, they walked over it, and the, the fragments were, are completely disintegrated, then it's mutter even for a kind to just walk there, have a wonderful day.